It is Monday, September 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who wants to be your tree surgeon, J.P. Shadrick. It's a, it's a long story. Uh, welcome in Jaguars Happy Hour. That's what happens on a mini-buy weekend. J.P. Shadrick in studio, Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco with us. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. We'll get the review of the Jaguars-Dolphins game. Didn't go so well for the Jags. We'll recap that one, put it to bed, and move forward to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, defensive adjustments are needed, certainly early in the game for the Jags, who are down. Well, they gave up three touchdowns the first three drives for Miami. The offense has been playing catch-up because of that. We'll get to social questions in the second hour, and we'll go around the National Football League. And uh, here we go, guys. Uh, Pete, I, I must say... This must be what every Sunday is like for you watching all these different games around the league. I mean, I'm, I'm usually sitting here watching the Jags and have red zone on, but not really watching it. Yesterday, flipping around all the different games, sitting at the house. That's pretty neat, man. It's uh, real neat. Uh, but you know what? Keeping up with all the scoring can be hard the way these defenses are playing. <laughs> right. My God, up and down, up and down, up and down the entire day. Uh, but I love it. I, you know me, I love offensive football, but I, I think these defenses are terrible right now. You think the defenses catch up sooner or later, Pete? Didn't we say this, though, on the show? We thought there would be a lot of points early in the season because nobody tackled and the angles and, uh, you know, that whole thing. I, I thought there'd be a lot of points. Do they catch up? I don't know. Tony, are, are the quarterbacks that good now? Are the quarterbacks that good? The rules favor them to that much of an advantage? Well, I think the rules, the quarterbacks being not just good throwers of the ball, but so athletic and they put so much stress on the defense, I think it's really hard to defend. Um, I also think they do catch up a little bit. I think the tackling is just atrocious. I mean, I watched you – know, I'm doing the uh, Ravens-Chiefs uh, game tonight, and watching the Chiefs try to tackle um, the Chargers and Eckler, I mean, it was like the worst tackling I've ever seen. The I mean, Falcons so, – The Falcons, Falcons – Terrible in the oh second half. Oh, my God. End. The Falcons tackling was terrible in the fourth quarter. Brutal. And, you know, the Jaguars didn't tackle great the other day either. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think they do catch up a little bit. Um, but I still think – I mean, the era of great defenses, you know, um, where it's, you know, winning games 10 to 7, I mean, that's over. I mean, that, that's never coming back. No, if you hold a team that if you hold a team to ten points, you fifteen points, you like it's like a shutout back in the day. I mean, because I'm just talking about this game because I'm doing the Chiefs. I watched the Chargers Chiefs, <laughs> and they held the Chiefs to twenty points in regulation, and I it was like I thought I was watching the '85 Bears. Right. I mean, they were, it was like, oh my gosh, Mahomes only has twenty points. Um, they still lost in overtime by three, but yeah, it's it's so hard to defend people right now. All right. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of defense, let's start with the, the Jaguars' defensive performance this past Thursday night against the Miami Dolphins. Another slow start. Three consecutive touchdown drives to start the game. Well, it took the Dolphins a little longer to get down the field this time than it did the previous two weeks. In weeks one and two, there were quick strike touchdowns to start the game for the opponents. 12-play drive. In just under seven minutes, a six-play drive, three minutes and change, and then an 11-play drive in over seven minutes. 
So the Dolphins dominated time of possession, and, and that's a that doesn't give your offense many opportunities to bounce back, Pete, when, when you're giving up the long drives like that and they're all capped off with touchdowns. This is a trend, though. It's got to stop for the Jags to, to really have a chance moving ahead here. How does it stop? You're not any good on defense. I mean, let's be honest about it. That's not a good – we thought they'd be a bad defense. I, at least I did. I know, Tony, you didn't think they'd be a good defense either. And you, you have all those guys that, you know, opted out or the couple guys, one opted out, one was sick. Um, would they have made that much of a difference to this team? Who knows? I doubt it. You have young secondary. You have a rookie corner who's a good player. He's going to be a really good player. But he got torched the other night. That's what's going to happen. Uh, the linebacker, I think Jack and Schobert are fine. I think if you had people in front of them to keep them clean, they'd be, they'd be more than adequate. Uh, you can't rush the passer. You're not big in the middle. You can't push the pocket in the middle. Chason got pushed around in the run game. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't working. It's not a good defense right now. Well, Pete, I mean, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, overall, I think, I mean, I think Miles Jack's playing really good. I do. Uh, I do, too. I mean, but if you go, I mean, if we're honest, I mean, you go, let's just go, we have a three-game sample now. Still early. You know, I really think you start understanding who a team is and get a good sense of it, you know, games four through eight, like, you know, five through eight, that second quarter, like you really get a sense of kind of where you're heading. But if you look at the first three games, um, the Colts never punted. Never punted the entire game. (laughs) That's amazing. It took just two awful throws by Phillip Rivers, which I'm still trying to figure out what he was looking at, um, to get them out the field. The Titans scored 33 points and punted zero times in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, maybe once and a couple times in the second half. But you really never – you did a great job against Derrick Henry. Um, but if you watch the Titans play now after three weeks, that's a team built around Tannehill as much as anything right now. I mean, Derrick Henry is still the power runner, and, and they'll go to him when they need to. Um, but you look at the, even last week against the Vikings, the chunk yardage, when they got back in that game, they started slinging it around. And they're doing it without A.J. Brown, who probably is their best wide receiver. Um, and so you lost that game. But you gave up 33 points. Let's just, like, not stop. Let's not forget. And then you look at the Dolphins, who never even thought about punting in the first half until the last drive when you had to get a stop so you don't go down 28-7. You did it. But this is not a good defense. And it has given no signs that it's a good defense. Now, I'm not saying it can't get better. It's still early. They have young players. You expect them to get better. But I wonder where the production is going to – like, I like Josh Allen. I think Chason has a chance to be a good player in the future. He's learning a new position. Let's not forget, he didn't play defensive end at LSU. He right. was more of a linebacker who yeah, yeah, it's all hard to over fault the place. Him. It's hard yeah, to fault I mean, come him. on. He's going to be a good player. Yeah, and I mean – Okay, but Taven Bryan in his third year. He, he is what he is. He's a – He's a – Rotation guy at best. That's it. That's all he is. And that's he's fine. Adam Gostin. And so they're just hard, try hard, effort player. Yeah. And, and, Avery and, Jones, and, run plugger. Hamilton, a run plugger. They got no pressure from the middle. Nobody can provide any pressure in the middle no. whatsoever. They just and cut so Jernigan today, is not, by the way. It's not very good. And Jernigan's gone. Yep. Um, they let Jernigan go today. Yep. What's the rationale behind that? I don't think he was playing very well. Oh, nobody's playing very well. So you got <laughs> well, you, you have can't a get rid of. You got a young player that they're going to bring up? 
I don't know what their plan is. Who they add? Yeah, back? they, they added. Uh, let, let me look at the uh, practice squad again. But they added somebody off the squad today. Yes. Well, so there's, well, there's changes. I, I just, I just noticed why are you wearing the coat and tie, like or just coat, no tie. Like you gotta. I can barely see him on my screen. I had to. Uh, we shoot a, a a television show before this show, so I had oh, to look show. nice. Thanks, look man. Nice. I appreciate that. Um. Yeah. Um. So. The, all except from the head up, from the neck well, up. You can't do much there, Pete. Um, but here, I mean, Speak here's free, the reality. Oh, yeah, okay, this, yeah, okay. Glass houses there, Pete. Careful. <laughs> but Pete and JP, here's the reality of this team, if we're honest. Um, everyone got way too excited after, you know, week one and week two. And you did. They, you did. You did too, Pete. 11 and five, you did. Well, that was what I said. They were eleven and five before the season ever started. I never backed away from my five and eleven, and I don't think they're getting the five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He can do. He stopped at his tracks. So, but it's a it's a young team, and and it's a team that we said this year. The most important thing is to figure out, do you have a quarterback or not? Is he the guy that you can build around? And we're three games in, and after two games, everyone locally, national media, I mean, everyone was like, he's the guy. In my comments to everyone, when I would get asked, is he a franchise quarterback? And my answer has been consistent the entire time. I don't know. And I don't have to make the decision right now. And that's why you play 16 games, and you want him to be able to play 16 games so you can get a good feeling for what he is. Because at the end, at the end, of, this, to... at the end of this year, Pete, you think about it, he'll have 12 starts under his belt from last year and hopefully 16 starts under his belt this year. It's 28 starts. You should have an idea and know whether you're going to build around the guy or not. I bet you're leaning more toward no now than you were a week ago. Where do you sit, Pete? Uh, I'm leaning more toward no. I'm actually this is the same exact spot I was last week. When you asked me last week, I said, you know, I don't know. I mean, he does a lot of really good things I like. Um, I thought he di- digressed in his pocket presence. I thought he was really poor in the first half. Um, in the second half, especially the last in the last quarter, the fourth quarter, he was getting killed. I don't think the offensive line after Cam Robinson went out played very well uh, in these passing only, you know, obvious situations. They struggled. Uh, before that, I thought the pocket was fine. Um, but he continues not to drive the ball down the field consistently. Um, and he is very uh, – at times, and I don't know why, he looks uncomfortable in the pocket when he has a clean pocket. There's like, after one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, like two and a half Mississippi, it's like, I got to go. It's time to go, and I got to get out of here. It's almost like he doesn't see or something. I don't know. But, but Tony, the, the first, I think it was the first third down of the game, he tried to throw short in the flat to a guy on the right side. And he had the receiver clearing on the next level and didn't even try and take the shot. Didn't even try it. That guy was open. You got to take that shot. That's a that's an 18-yard, 20-yard completion. That's my concern when it comes to the quarterback. That's the concern. Now, in fairness to him, though, he had two big drops. And this team's not good enough. You know, I was, we were talking about it this morning. Um, Chris Conley drops that third-down conversion on – in the first, the first drive. drive of the game. Yeah, like what what happens if he catches that and they go down and score? Is it a different game? Very well. You know, you like you compare, like you look at Seattle yesterday and DJ Metcalf, you know, blows a touchdown. But it, that doesn't matter for the Seahawks because they got Russell Wilson. They're going to go score another five touchdowns somehow. 
This is a team that cannot afford, they're not good enough not to take advantage of those opportunities. And I think what we saw in the first two weeks offensively, they took, they took advantage of every one of those opportunities. They didn't have any of those mistakes, really, outside of, you know, uh, maybe an interception that was a poor throw by Minshew. And after the review, it wasn't even a bad throw. He just was, you know, miscommunication who he was throwing it to. So I think it's – the reality is it's a team that does not have a lot of margin for error on either side of the ball. They have to do things really well. They're young, and there's questions about some of the – I think where you have talent and where you don't. And it's going to be a season of up, ups and downs, if we're honest with each other. And he didn't have Chark. In fairness that's to right. him, he did not have his number one wide receiver. Yeah, but here's the thing, Pete. I, I get that, and that's fine. But this this league's played without the number one guy a lot of times. I know. And, and guess what? All I heard and all we talked about is how great these young receivers are. Well, that if you really have a great room, losing one guy. He's still like, your number one guy, though, yeah. Tony. Okay. I mean, Atlanta scored some points yesterday and moved the ball down. Matt Julio Ryan Jones. didn't play that well yesterday without Julio Jones. He, he threw to Ridley. Quarter. He, he threw to Ridley. He threw for under, what, 200 yards of total off passing offense. He threw to Ridley 15 times, and the numbers didn't reflect that. Look at the Saints without Michael Thomas. Is that the same passing offense? They dunked it down all night, and the Packers still never stopped them. Well, they do, well first of all, they dunk it down all the time, even when Michael Thomas isn't there. Yeah. Okay, and Rodgers. I mean, hey, Alan Lazard, he was once a Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of former Jags had days yesterday, by the way. Uh, we can but, talk uh, about that later. Yeah, we will. We'll get to that uh, when we go around the league. Uh, by the way, Daniel Equale was promoted to the active roster from the practice squad defensive tackle. Uh, he was a free agent undrafted by Cleveland in 2018. He was on the practice squad there. Last year played in seven games for the Browns and had four tackles. Uh, Washington State product. He was promoted. Well, they they better they better hope he's a combination of Alan Page and Merlin Holton in their prime. Because <laughs> otherwise it won't matter. <laughs> Uh, we're back in a moment. On that note, we'll take our first time out. <laughs> and we'll think about JP, that for he's a, a bad while. person. I mean, that's the bottom line. JP, I mean, JP, I mean, Pete Prisco is a bad person. He's, no. I mean, the kid, the quality doesn't even have a chance to show us what he can do, and he's putting all kinds of pressure on the kid early stage. Well, they need somebody in the middle to do something. Jack signed uh, Steve. I yes. know we'll get to this later. Yes. But everyone talking about the Bengals, like, hey, let's get to two and two. That's the first first. You know, you know, good start to four games. If you don't rush, if you don't hit Joe Burrow, he might show, <laughs> throw for eight hundred yards. Because he got hit, he got eight, sacked eight times yesterday, and he was hit yeah. eighteen in the game yesterday. We'll get to and that coming threw, up. And still threw for over three hundred. <laughs> I mean, this is no, this is no cakewalk going going to Cincinnati. We'll come back. A Jaguars defense. When we return, it's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans and the Jaguars Digital Network. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to 
change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com you won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! A great quarterback is a true leader with a work ethic that never wavers and a desire to win that is second to none. We know a truck like that. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling truck 43 years straight. With impressive towing and payload, Ford F-150 makes tough jobs look easy. Visit your local Ford dealer for great offers on F-150, official truck of the NFL. Based on 1977 to 2019 calendar year total sales. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. It's a difficult position to play because you know you got to play 60-something snaps full speed all the time, really for a possibility of four plays. You know, and it's um, you know it's that type of mentality. And and he has all the ability in the world, and we have all the confidence in him. You know, and we're just going to keep working with him and getting him better because he can be that guy that can you know that can lock lock somebody down. And um, you know that's why we drafted him. Head coach Doug Marone today discussing C.J. Henderson, Jaguars' first-round draft pick cornerback. And welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday, Week 4. The Jags head to Cincinnati this week. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us today on 1010 AM in Jacksonville and Jaguars' Facebook, Jaguars' social channels, and Jaguars.com. Yeah, C.J., as you mentioned, Pete, earlier, uh, it was, let's say, a tough night at the office for C.J. Henderson, after he's had some good performances early in this season, especially week one, he had the interception, uh, five tackles that game, looked physical, made some some physical plays, really the first two weeks. 
But then week three comes along Thursday night, doesn't touch the guy down. I remember a play later in the game as well where it was like third and two. It was a quick out to the right, and he's five, seven yards off. Uh, it was just overall not a great night for CJ. And, you know, how does he bounce back? How does a guy like this that has talent that is drafted so high, how does he bounce back from a night like Thursday? Uh, I think he just goes and plays, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, come on, he's a first round game. pick. We've seen many a young cornerback get torched. Uh, You know, Jalen Ramsey, for as good as he supposedly was, had his moments where he got torched. You can play a lot of man coverage, and and you're a young kid, you're going to get torched. Even if you're an older player, a veteran player, you're going to get beat when you play man coverage. Just the way it is. Yeah, I think it's over. I I think it was not a great night for him. Um, But he he plays a position where you're in, you know, you're in the spotlight, and you literally could play 65 snaps perfect and three have three bad snaps and everyone's going to think you're a bum. Um, I, I, I just refuse. I mean, I'll say it this way. CJ Henderson is not this defense's issue. <laughs> like he is one, like no. a bright spot. Like the fact that we're focused on him is a mistake. He's not the problem. No, he's not the problem. And he's going to be a really good player. I'll be honest with you. The one concern that I had with him was his tackling. And I think Aside from not touching down a guy in the first couple yeah. weeks, he's been a decent, he's been a decent Pete, tackler. Think about this, and I said this on the broadcast. Uh, this would be uh, preseason game number three for the kid usually. And guess what? He just got done playing high school and college football where you don't tag him down because they're down. Like It's it's not the end of the world. It's one play. Come on, we're making I, too much I, of it. I agree, but he still should. Somebody should. He should know better, Tony. Come on. I'm not saying you shouldn't know better, Pete, but if, if you're going to kill this kid, I'm not for, the, for that one play, that's stupid. Uh, look, this is a mental lapse, and I'm not killing him for the way he played. If you had to grade him on the way his career started so far, he's probably a B player. B, he's played to a B level right now. No, he's an A. As a first-round draft pick with no preseason, offseason, everything else, the way he's performed in the first three well, games, he, I give an A-. Well, in the first game, he was very good. A plus. In the second game, he was very good. A. And in the third game, he was a C+. C. Plus. B minus. So it's a B. He's a B. No, no C plus, A plus. Yo, he gave an a. a plus. You gave an A plus. What's the, well, like what does the, that work out to me? Is it like an 88.2? He's giving out grades on here like they gave out at USC when he was a student. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, obviously, the the big part of this defense, the the issue is the lack. A big issue is the lack of pass rush. Three sacks this year. They only have a handful of quarterback hits uh, in comparison to a lot of other defenses in the league. Now, part of that is they haven't had the lead except for five minutes this year. They still got to get home a little bit more than this. One well, sack each game. Yeah. Here's the issue I have is if you watch that game, it's not just that they weren't sacking him. They weren't even bumping into him. They weren't even like in his face. They weren't flashing. I just don't. I don't even remember. I don't remember the five quarterback hits. I don't remember them. No, I don't either. He was sitting back there, like stepping up. I'm like, it was like seven on seven for him. It was ridiculous. And it's not like that was a good offensive line. No. So that's the big concern. Now they do have. They have two good. Those two good. Those rookies. They're going to be good. Jackson Austin Jackson is a and good Kinley, player. And Kinley's yeah. going to be a good player. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, but, but again, it's their third game. You just said the same thing about I agree. Henderson. You should have beat him. Someone should have beat right. him. Right. And Allen's sack, by the way, wasn't really – that's, that's an effort a sack. Play. 
That's not a sack. It's an effort play. So let's think about their sacks. They have three sacks. One was an effort play. One was a Miles Jack inside rush. And the other one was Chase on. He beat one. It was a good rush. Made a good move. He beat Lawan, wasn't it? No, he he rushed inside and beat uh, Saffold. That's right. He beat Saffold. But that's it. That so they have one sack where a defensive lineman slash pass rusher has beaten a guy. One. And it was Chase on. Well, and and here you know what? You got a chance this week. Is that offensive line? I've seen them. I've seen them live. I saw them on tape, and I'm gonna watch this tape again here. So I'll, I'll see all three games. Um, they're not good. Like they're bad. They have Bobby Hart at right tackle. He stinks. They have uh, Jonah Williams, who's basically a rookie. Because he w- missed all last year at left tackle, right? And he's okay. The guard, the guards are no good. No, and the center's decent. He's not bad. Yeah, he has a chance. But that's it. So this is the They're week bad. they should Bobby get right. Is spinning top. They should get right this week. Then is what you're saying. No, they need. They they should. They need. If they don't get four sacks and ten quarterback hits, or eight quarterback hits, that's a it's a problem because Joe Burrow. And that's and they got skill positions now. They have five wide receivers who can threaten you, and they got Joe Mixon. If they don't get after him, it could be, it could be not good. He'll start well, what about the part. Cincinnati Bengals uh, radio people are all probably sitting up there saying, "Oh, if your offensive line is going to get right, this is the chance <laughs> to get right." They don't rush the right, quarterback. Right, right. I, I said that this morning, Pete. I said everyone, <laughs> in, everyone in Jacksonville said, "Oh, good, we get the Bengals. We have an easy schedule. Yeah. This is a win." You know what everyone in Cincinnati saying? Yeah, we can get our first win of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. They um, uh, the the Eagles sacked Burrow eight times, and they hit him eighteen times in the game yesterday. It was I I had it on one of my games on, and I'm watching the games, and he was just getting brutalized. But he's he's a tough kid, man. Does he doesn't flinch? How about the hit Malik Jackson put on him? Malik Jackson lit him up one time with a penalty, but. Doesn't flinch. Gets right back up there, stands in the pocket. And, and Tony, you know, you talk about young quarterbacks and pocket presence. He has it. Well, and there's no – if you watch him, Pete, there's no bouncing around or just nope. – he just – he stands tall. And I'm like – I remember watching him against Cleveland. And I'm sitting there watching the whole game and the game before against uh, the Chargers. And I'm going, at some point he's going to get a little bit gun shy because he's getting hammered. And he just stood there and stood there and just it's, – it's really impressive. Very. Gonna be a star. Mm. I'm already on record saying he's gonna win one or two Super Bowls in the next 10, 10 years. How about that? It's a lot of competition, too, by the way. You, the, you know what's interesting about that, Pete, too, about him? Um, he wasn't good enough to win the job at Ohio State. In his first year at LSU, everyone's like, eh, man, mm. fourth, fifth rounder. And then he gets the right coaching, right system, new offense, and yep. he's a star. And you know what? That's who he is because that's what we're seeing so far early in the and and he has a chip on his shoulder. I'm telling you, I, you know me. I've been around. I talk to the guys. I've talked to him on the side, and I, I I think I've told you guys this story. I asked Tua at the Super Bowl. I said, if you had been healthy, would you have come back around and won the national championship? And he went, uh, I don't know. We can't say that. You don't know. And I I told Joe Burrow that story because I like a quarterback who says, Hell yeah, I would have. I told Joe Burrow that story, and he goes, yeah. And he goes, you do realize that we beat him when he was there, right? And I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of kid he is. He's got the chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's uh, – Never forgets. He's a good one. They got their quarterback. Now they better 
if the Bengals have half a brain, they'll go look at what happened to Andrew Luck his first four years and say, you know what, we're going to spend the next two drafts. We're going to get four offensive linemen in the first two rounds of each of those drafts. We're going to build the best offensive lineman line in the NFL because we have the kid. Or, or you spend money to go get one or two. If there's a young, good young one available, you spend yeah. money to go get one. But you build your offensive line around him. Yeah, like you wouldn't spend on Bakhtiari because he's getting he's a little older. You want a right. guy who's 25, 26 years old, 27 years old. That's what you That's want. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to end up like Indy did with uh, Andrew Luck and lacerated organs and, yeah, and that no. stuff. That's bad not idea. Or, that's a bad, that's a bad what, plan. What Baselli's shoulders did to David Carr. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm out. I'm out. I, I'll take a lot of stuff from you. You're not putting that on me. No, I'm out. no, no but. If you had been there, you would. If you were healthy, you would. They would have had a better <laughs> offensive line. But that's not the story that I hear, anyways. They can talk all they want about his offensive line. He went home at five o'clock. Well, let's not go down this path, Pete. That's it. That's, that's for the podcast. That's podcast material. <laughs> Pete is on fire tonight. I must say. We're, we're back in a moment. We'll uh, flip it around to the offensive side. And James Robinson had another nice day at the office, or nice night at the right office spot. Thursday. They've got a running back. We'll uh, get into that coming up. Your social questions in the second hour. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger and lime, and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Fall has arrived. And football is in the air. As your Jaguars return to action Sunday, October 18th at TIAA Bank Field. Be there as we introduce the Detroit Lions to Duval and our electric receiving core. Single game tickets are still available at Jaguars.com or by calling 904-633-2000. Come see Gardner Minshew connect with Pro Bowler DJ Chark and break out rookie Lewishka Chenault in our annual Crucial Catch Game. Limited tickets remain. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets today. 
This football season, prepare your taste buds for the most iconic sports-watching drink of all time, Pepsi. With refreshing deliciousness specially formulated to keep your eye on the ball and mouth-watering fizziness to help you power through game day, Pepsi has everything you need to start strong. I used to care when Mike chaired so hard he spilled nacho cheese on my carpet, but thanks to Pepsi, even Mike can't ruin my football party. So this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink made for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Slot right, blue 42, hot, hot. A great quarterback is a true leader with a work ethic that never wavers and a desire to win that is second to none. We know a truck like that. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling truck 43 years straight. With impressive towing and payload, Ford F-150 makes tough jobs look easy. Visit your local Ford dealer for great offers on F-150, official truck of the NFL. Based on 1977 to 2019 calendar year total sales. A lot of times when you have a back that, you know, has a lot of yards in college or a lot of yards in high school and you know you really can't see a lot of the protection part of it um so you really look at it as hey can you know can you do it in a one-on-one situation and you know we started doing some one-on-one pass protection um you know during training camp and i was like holy cow i mean he's and i didn't realize how how good he was at really covering guys up bodying them up the strength and the explosion he had so then I kind of go back and I went back at the weight room stuff and looked at that. And he's one of our most explosive players, you know. Uh, I found that out, you know what I'm saying, during training camp, which what he can do as far as his lower body expo- explosion. And then it was just a matter of, you know, hey, listen, is this guy going to be able to hold on to the football when he gets hit in the NFL? And I think that he's proven that. It's Doug Marone today discussing running back James Robinson. What a start it's been to his NFL career. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. Uh, and, yeah, let's flip it around here to the offensive side. And this has been a fantastic bright spot for the, for the Jags so far this year. Robinson is the only undrafted player in NFL history to post at least 300 scrimmage yards and multiple touchdowns through three games. And his scrimmage yardage total of 339 is the most ever by an undrafted player through three games. Uh, I don't know if you could ask for much of a better start than we've seen from James Robinson, Pete. No. And, again, you guys know my theory on running backs. You can find them anywhere. They found one. He's tough. He's physical. He can catch the football. He's a willing blocker in the passing game. What's not to like about the kid? He is their guy. Right now, he will be their starting running back for a while. And you know what? They traded away Leonard Fournette. And granted, there were other issues there. But they looked at this kid and they said, he is what Leonard Fournette is not. He makes people miss. uh, And he's a good kid around the locker room. And not that Leonard Fournette was a bad guy. just that he didn't fit with what they wanted to do. It makes all the sense in the world. I love the kid. I think he's going to be a big-time runner. Well, yeah. Well, they didn't trade Leonard. They let him go. That's what I said. They got rid of him. I no, you said they, they traded him. Yeah, you said trade. Did Play trade the tape back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought you, I, I expect more from a national person. But well, they okay. got rid of They dumped him. Usually that's what um, I just say. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, he's a, listen, the, if you flash those stats back up, the one thing that stands out, you got to get more touches in the run game. You only had 11 carries against the Dolphins. Now, part of that's because you're playing from behind, so it's hard to 
stick to the run. But everything Pete said's right. He is a he's a good back. He can make you miss. He's good in space. He's you know. I think the only question you'd have is is he a home run threat? You know, we haven't seen him. You know, we've seen him make like the 20, 30 yard run. You know, that was the one knock I guess of him coming out was his forty time, and I don't know what it was actually at the combine, but four six they said I think it was. Yeah, so I mean that was the only, but he has enough. Uh, short area speed and quickness that he makes people miss and he whatever he ran at the combine he plays faster than he ran 4.64 the home run was emmett smith a home run threat yeah i think he was i mean he, he had the ability to take it 50 on you yeah uh because i don't think his 40 time was much better than that what what did you say he was jp 4.64 at the combine yeah that's slow and I don't remember what Emmett ran at the at the combine, but I don't. It was it yeah, was four five something. If I remember correctly. Yeah, but if you run four six at the combine, and you play at and you run four six with pads on, there's certain guys, Pete. You know this, that whatever they run at the combine, they're just as fast or faster on the field for whatever reason. And there's guys who can run four four at the combine, and they get in the game and they put pads on. They're like a four seven. Right, and I've seen receivers. Emmett ran four seven. Is that possible? Hmm. Well, no. Emmett yeah. uh, in Gainesville at the pro day ran a four five two. Take that. For but at the combine, worth. he ran four seven. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How about that? That's that's kind of who he reminds you a little bit of is Emmett. I mean, I'm not going to say he's Emmett Smith, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm not saying it's just when a guy reminds you. Put it on like, Twitter. Put it on Twitter. Pete Briscoe says James Robinson is the next Emmett Smith. He's building the bust already for him. No, but put it he, out. Put it out he, there. He runs like him a little bit. No, that's all. You said he's. You said he's Emmett Smith. What's hey, his Joe jacket Burr size? Be Tom Brady in the pocket, but I don't think he's Tom Brady. Um. Yeah. He's listen. He's he was the bright spot of that game, without a doubt. And he's been the, you know, one of the big bright spots of this entire team in three games. I mean, the fact that you found him undrafted and you go from uh, thinking that Leonard Fournette was going to play out his contract here to cutting him. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, Leonard was about 80% of the offense last year. The whole offense ran through him. You, you get rid of him and you go with the undrafted guy. I don't think anyone could have imagined it working out this well. Yeah. And, and, and you got to remember. It was oh go ahead JP. No, I was remember, gonna say it was real good, good for him to have that game on national TV Thursday night. Now people know who he is. Yeah, and remember last year the Jags had three rushing touchdowns all season, and Robinson has three through three games, so uh, he can find the. Are you saying that's better? I'm saying it's 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 as good right now. Three and three is the same, Tony, but he's off to a quicker pace. Let's say. Once they get down there, at least he can he can punch it in when it's time to. Touch, touchdown stats can be overrated at times too, a little misleading. Yeah, but only really? three for the entire year is not misleading. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's not misleading at all. That's just not good. Um, and they were not good at that last year. Now Gardner's game, we we touched on this earlier as well. You know, obviously week one, nineteen to twenty, efficient as can be. Uh, not a bad outing week two, you know, statistically at least. Uh, a couple interceptions in the game. But then on Thursday night, interception, no touchdowns, was playing catch-up all game. Uh, what did you see out of Gardner on Thursday night 
And is it concerning? And can he bounce back? Or is this what Gardner is going to be, kind of hot, cold as we move along, Pete? What do you think? I think this is who he's going to be. I think he can look great for little spurts and look awful for others. I, that's who he is. He's inconsistent. He's, he's, he's a six-round pick who's six feet tall, doesn't have a big arm. I mean, what do you expect him to be? I mean, what, what could anybody legitimately expect him to be? To be the franchise quarterback? That's, I mean, that's not happening. You know, it happened with a six-round pick in New England, but he also happened to be six foot five and had a good, strong arm. I mean, there are limitations to his game. And I, I, look, you got to love the kid for all his moxie, the way he handles himself, being a professional. He plays hard. He's competitive. But there are limitations. That's the reality of it. And you can't, sometimes you just can't get over those limitations. Pete, someone made the comparison to me, and I want to get your opinion on this. I'm not sure how where I land on it. Is they said, Gardner Minshew is a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he can get, he can get hot for some games, and then he will disappear for games. And, and play poorly, really badly. And yeah. 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 That makes some sense. Smart quarterback knows where to go with the football. Doesn't always have the biggest arm. Yeah. I mean, that's a decent comparison. I would say so. And, and look, that means he's going to have a long career in the NFL, but he might not ever be the star that you need him to be. That's, that's why when people say, have you decided if he's a franchise quarterback? If you think he's any way, shape, or form, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I can remember – the Bills thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was their franchise quarterback, remember? They paid yep. him. And at the time, I thought that was a major mistake. Sometimes you get caught in situations where you are what you are. And if I'm Jacksonville, I'm not sure he is going to be the guy that can lead me to where I need to go. Here's the question you need to ask yourself this, Tony. And there aren't many of them. If everything is going bad, and the defense is playing bad, and the receivers aren't playing great, and the running game is not working, is he a quarterback that can rise above it all and lead your team to a victory? Well, I look at it, I say it differently, Pete. I always say, you know you have your guy when you look at him and say, he can lead us to a Super Bowl. And to lead a team to a Super Bowl, outside of the off year, and I think it's more The now, aberration. I think it's even more imperative now because the way the game is constructed and, and the rules that are around it. Um, can a guy, can he take you? Like, can you say he can take me to the Super Bowl? Because to do that, there's going to be moments during the season where he has to put you on the team on its back and like just rise above and get it done. And, and I think that's the question. If I'm, you know, shod, and Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone. I'm, that's the question I'm asking myself. Myself, is he the guy that, at the end of it, I can see holding the Lombardi Trophy on the stage after winning the Super Bowl? Right. I mean, okay. Let's say the Jets are asking themselves that question now with Sam Darnold, aren't they? I, I mean, these are legitimate questions, and 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 the reason I bring up the Jets is they're probably going to be one of the worst. They're going to probably not win a game this year. They're bad. And so now, do the Jets now take Trevor Lawrence and take you out of that sweepstakes if you have a bad year? And you can talk all you want, Tony, about, oh, well, you don't want to think ahead. You don't want. Yes, you do. Because if you get Trevor Lawrence, just like the Bengals now have Joe Burrow, you will be set for a decade at least. So that matters. And that's why I don't know if he, I, I, I'd lean more toward the no right now because you know the guy when you see him, you know it. Well, I mean, to me, it sounds like you've already made the decision he's not the guy. 
I'm leaning that way. And I, and I don't want, I didn't want to, I don't want to, I like the kid. I think he's a, a, a good competitor and good player, but you know what the guy looks like. Okay. I'll give you one. Josh Allen, you knew he looked like that. And, and people said, oh, he can't do it. He won't do it. He's in agony. But you can take what he had and turn it into what he is. How about, over the, last, Pete, how about over the last 14 games, 33 touchdowns, three picks for Josh Allen? Wow. Some people I know were right about Josh Allen. Some people <laughs> I know were right about him. <laughs> I wonder who that is, Pete. Who are you referring that to? Would be me. That would be me. Oh, okay. How about this scenario, though? What if Gardner gets better and they – win eight games and they get in the playoffs somehow and the defense plays better. Like all of a sudden it's a playoff team or close to it or knocking on the door. Well, and, and that's what he's got to show in the next 13 games. He's got to show that he can stand in the pocket and not leave because Tony's right. He's still doing it and not start spinning around and feeling herky jerky in the pocket. It's not just when he leaves the, the herky put the ball in his hands like this. He does that a lot too. <laughs> that is not what it looks like, beat. by the way. Do it again, Pete. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, here's the thing. You don't have to decide right now, though. You have 13 games. No, but you can start rooting against yourself. <laughs> no, it's too early to do that, Pete. It's well, you got to win in 11, you gotta win in 11 games, so they better get on a little run here. <laughs> uh, they're going to get hot. Are you amending that? No, it's too early to amend anything. Well, that means that, that means you have to take another you because that was one you had in the pocket. So that means you have to find the eleventh game somewhere else. Well, yeah, the Vikings. I'm picking that one back <laughs> up because they're terrible. <laughs> they're they're bad. They're bad. So, so there's one. I got one back right there. <laughs> so he's doing, you're sticking to eleven. This is a must win though this week. Must win. <laughs> I have this one. Hey, JP, I think he's coming off of it. (laughs) This this is one where you have to have it. I'll be be honest with you. If they don't win this week, I'm worried about the five (laughs) that I said. Who's after the Bengals? Uh, The Texans. And then the Lions. They're terrible. They lost to the Chiefs, the the, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Yeah, they're 0-3 against three really good teams. We have one more win. We're better. <laughs> that is actually Can't wait true. for power rankings. Only thing that matters are the standings in the AFC South, and the Texans are last. Let's come back in a moment, and we'll discuss kickers. Yes, the Jaguars signed two today, one active, one practice squad, and it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better and that means treating people better with friendly personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch an online or phone chat for those quick questions and a call center that's open every day 
If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars fans, let's tackle social injustice together on game days with Selfies for Change. Visit TIAABank.com slash Selfies for Change to take a virtual selfie with a Jaguars player and unlock a $5 donation to the Jaguars Foundation to help fight social injustice. Share your photo on Instagram or Twitter using hashtag Selfies for Change so more fans can be part of the movement. Join us on game days at TIAABank.com slash Selfies for Change. TIAA Bank is the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Welcome back, Jaguars. Happy hour and get ready for Jags at home this coming Sunday, a second screen viewing experience with Ashlyn Sullivan and Eric Dunn. You have the chance to win weekly cash and prizes totaling more than $10,000. Visit jagsathome.com. Jaguars made some roster moves today. We mentioned the defensive tackle added to the active roster from the practice squad earlier. They've assigned a kicker as well. Steven Hauschka signed to the active roster. Veteran now in his 13th NFL season. Most of that time, most notably, was with Seattle. He has a Super Bowl ring with the Seahawks. Spent the last couple, three seasons with the Bills. And there's an 86% field goal kicker in his career. Uh, so he's on the active roster. The Jags also waived injured Brandon Wright, who injured his groin in his NFL debut Thursday night. And they've added Aldrich Rosas to the team's practice squad. So some kicking transactions today, Pete. Not not ideal. Two more weeks for Josh Lambeau, at least, on uh, injured reserve. And uh, Doug Marone said that he's recently come off crutches. So that was a little uh, jarring to the ear today. Yeah, that's not a good thing whenever your kicker goes down. But, I mean, the kickers – I'm a big believer that the kickers nowadays are better than they've ever been across – 
And we've lost Pete. We'll uh, get back to him coming up. Tony, are you? Uh, well, we lost Tony as well. Uh, so um, we'll get back to those guys in a moment. Yeah, two more weeks at least for Lambeau. And as I think Pete was about to allude to there, the, the kicking around the league is strong, really has been strong uh, over the last couple of years, especially things getting better. Uh, Pete, are you back with us now? You got us? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. We, lost, we lost you guys. Sorry. Well, uh, you, you might have heard each other, but the folks listening did not hear you two. Sorry. Well, I was saying that the kickers are better than they've ever been. So if you have a guy go down for a little period of time, you should have a, a decent kicker ready to step in and, and, and play. And the sad thing is that poor kid that they picked up is an NFL experience and he pulls a groin muscle. I mean, that was going to be his job for a while, right? What, yeah. Well, yeah, what's, isn't that what Lambo has to a groin? Uh, hip. Hip injury. Hip. Okay, so different. Did he hurt that tackling somebody or something? What, I don't remember him. Did he get blocked or so? When, when did he hurt the hip? Yeah, it, rem- it was during that game that uh, he kicked it into the line. I don't know if that was during that time, but it was that game. So I don't remember the actual I mean, instance. should we go to our resident expert on hips? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Not even a smile. Out you got him on his shoulder earlier. Now you're to the hips. I mean, you're just you're mean. You're a bad person. <laughs> um, but I mean, that poor kid, though, right? This is an opportunity. I'm going to be a kicker, and he pulls a groin and missed the extra point. Did he, yeah. did he hurt it on the extra point? Don't know exactly. He must have. Must have. Well, he was going to get sent packing after that game anyway. Yeah, after the missed extra point, it wasn't looking yeah, good for so, um, but obviously they, they would love to have Lambeau back in the fold at some point. He's been pretty darn close to, to perfect throughout his time with the Jags. But again, think about that for a second. They picked him up off the scrap heap. They did. They did. Right? So, you know, kickers, they get hot and they get cold. You know that. Unless you're Baltimore's kicker. He just stays hot all the time, just in time. Well, but Lambeau's been hot his whole time here. He's never been cold. Right, but I'm saying he was, he was released by the Chargers. No, no, I understand that, but that's a loss. I mean, when you when you know you're going to win uh, tight games, I mean, I don't see the Jaguars blowing people out this year. I mean, the kicker becomes very important. You see a lot of tight games, though, do you? <laughs> a lot of tight games, that 11 wins record. <laughs> <laughs> right, going to need that kicker. Um, they probably so, need the kicker. They might need the kicker this week, though, actually. They might. Um, some other changes today. The uh, Jaguars released Timmy Jernigan, who came here during training camp after the opt-outs and the retirement. Uh, so he did not last long here. And Leon Jacobs, with a knee injury Thursday night, is on the reserve injured list. He's done for the year. That so was bad. The, yeah. I hated seeing that for that kid. And they that like him, bad. too. They obviously well, did they him. show it on TV? Because I couldn't. It, did. We didn't get a good look at it. It was almost like a non-con. Like he just went down. Planted. Yeah. It, was, it was a non-contact. Yeah, it was his right Tony, knee. as a player who played in the league, any relation to those kind of injuries to not having camp? I don't think the knees. Like, no, I don't most, think so either. Most of the knees, if you look at most of the ACLs, people have been getting rolled up on. That just right. happens. It goes in or bunches. Like a ba- or like Barkley when he planted. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. One, yeah, but who knows? I mean, isn't it isn't it isn't it the story every time Pete like something changes in the offseason or preseason or something's different and it's like oh this is because this x y and z or we practice less or practice more I mean who knows 
And, and I think every year with the injuries, it's the same thing. Oh, my God, this is worse than it's ever been. And it's like the same every year they're bad. They happen. It's part of football, guys. It's a, it's a violent game. You know that. Guys get hurt. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So the Jags have had their share already in uh, training camp and, and certainly now in the first few weeks of the season. They had to make all the moves today. Coming up in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour, we'll recap all the big news of the day. Getting ready for the Bengals this week in week four. We have social questions that were submitted earlier today. That's Tony's favorite segment. We Let will... me guess there's more. There's probably more social questions this week after a bad loss, is my guess. Usually it's after the bad loss you get a lot of – yeah, but that happened on Thursday. If it happened yesterday, you probably yeah, would have had a lot. Yeah, we got a few days to let it kind of simmer away. So it's not as harsh as it would have been, let's say, last week. Uh, so then we'll get our power rankings in the AFC South, of course, the all-important power rankings, and we'll go around the National Football League. So one hour down, one hour to go. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better and that means treating people better with friendly personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch an online or phone chat for those quick questions and a call center that's open every day if you believe that great service is better Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Looking to be your own boss in a proven business model? Do you like construction and working outdoors? Superior Fence and Rail is franchising in new markets all over the Southeast. From Birmingham to Savannah and even a few more markets in Florida. Come win with Superior Fence and Rail and redefine the fence industry. So get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail to learn more about starting a fence franchise today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! I'm Chantel Baker, fiancé of DJ Chark. My fiancé is always prepared with a game day plan, and so am I. 
I'm always looking for easy ways to save time, and Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds. This week at Publix, assorted varieties of always ultra-thin maxi pads and liners are on sale for $5.49. Available at Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. need to focus in on hey listen are we are we in position you know like in the right position where we want to be and you know are we doing technically what we're supposed to do from a technique standpoint and I think you got to keep it you know very precise very um, uh, you don't want to be too broad where there's it, too many things and those are the two things that, that I'm really looking for out of, out of you know this team and the coaches these um, you know these next couple of days and then obviously let's go play and let's see if Let's see if we can make a play. You know, if we're in position and we're using the right technique, then, you know, we should be able to make some plays. And I think that will help us team and help us get better. Head coach Doug Marone earlier today. Welcome back. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Tony Baselli recapping the Jags' loss against the Miami Dolphins Thursday night in week three. It's on to Cincinnati this week in week four for the Jags. With a one and two record, now third place in the AFC South. Uh, that was the head coach about the approach early this week, heading into Week Four. But obviously, the defense slow starting again in last Thursday's game in a 31-13 loss. Gave up uh, three consecutive touchdown drives to start the game. Long sustained drives this time around, and the offense playing catch up. But they couldn't catch up this last time as they could the first two weeks of the season. They had to do it without DJ Chark this week. Doug Marone said today that Chark, uh, they were waiting on a couple of tests just to make sure Chark would be good to go. It sounds like it's positive news, though, for the wide receiver moving ahead. And the Jags did sign a kicker today as well, Stephen Hauschka, uh, with Brandon Wright uh, being waived injured with his groin injury in his NFL debut Thursday night. Um, an early jump. We're just going to get one here. I, I just saw a tweet come in uh, for social questions. Talking on the defensive side here. The question is, what's the split on the defensive side as far as who's at fault between scheme and execution? Is it uh, play calling? Is it mental errors? And can it be improved? What's the feel there, Tony? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's scheme, JP, watching. Um, like, I don't see anything that is um, unsound or, you know, like they're getting out leveraged or just, you know, you know, bad, you know, scheme. I don't see that now, you know, we're not at practice obviously. So how it's being taught, how it's being communicated. I mean, that's part of coaching too. So much of it is everyone just wants to talk about the scheme and, you know, the X's and O's part of it, obviously very important, but also a big portion of coaching is, can you communicate what you're trying to do and can guys understand it and can they execute it? Um, and so we're not there. I have no idea. Uh, I've always thought Todd Wash is a good coach. Um, I think you also have to look at the people you have on the field. I mean, look how young this defense is. And I think we knew there was major issues going in. Um, they lost the guys they brought in to stop the run and to plug up the interior of that defensive line to make it stronger and to get some push in the pass game and the pass rush. They're not there. And the guys that, you know, you know, you have a bunch, you have a bunch of guys on the interior that are rotational players. And you have a bunch of young guys on the outside. I don't think Chase on 
you know, I think he's got as the opportunity to be a really good uh, football player. But we, you got to remember, he's going from an outside linebacker, and now he's playing an every down, you know, defensive end, and that's going to take time for him to figure it out. So, I think it's, I think probably more than anything, everyone's at fault always, and so it's always dangerous to say, well, it's coaching, it's players, it's usually both when you're not playing well. So I think both, I think both uh, the coaches and the, and the players need to do a better job. But if you're looking for the magic bullet, I mean, I saw. I read somewhere someone on Twitter said, oh, you know, go get uh, Wade Phillips to come in as a consultant or, you know, fire Todd Wash or right, right. go do this or that or whatever. I mean, there's no magic bullet out there um, that all of a sudden you're going to go from struggling uh, to, you know, being great. And if you look at it, look at the first two games. After the first quarter and a half, they played good defense, but they were big holes. They were down. So – now they got to start faster. They got to be more consistent, and they got to find a pass rush. They, the, I mean, the biggest thing with this team right now is they got to. They have to learn to. They have to figure out how do they affect the quarterback. Maybe it's blitzing more. Maybe Todd Wash has to get out of his comfort zone a little bit and, and blitz more. Well, it sounds like they have. And be more aggressive. It sounds like they have, Tony. I mean, Doug well, Rose they said they've, no, they they've cranked they up the up heat the a little. Percentages. Bit. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. But maybe you got to do more. I don't. I mean, but they need to do something. Yeah, but what happens if they do more, Tony? What do you do? You you expose the young secondary and man coverage all over the place. It's it's slow death or fast death. Take your pick, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, yes. What would you yep. do? I want to hear what you would do. Um, I think I'd be more aggressive. You got to start creating turnovers. Um, I don't think you're going to be good enough just to line up toe to toe with teams. I'm with you. I think you got to get after him a little bit. I would. I, 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 I would take some chances. Him. Yep, I would too. I'd bring Miles Jack more. I, I, yeah, I'd stunt and I'd line up in the A gap and come after people more. I don't. I just. I'm with you. I would get creative. You can't just sit back there and let them pick you apart. You don't have the. You know, ideally, any defense, and you know this, would love to be able to get home with four guys. They can't. Yeah, I mean, Todd Wash has always said that. And then they were able to do that a lot, remember, back in 2017. That's how they played a lot of the defense that year is rush four, drop seven, and make some big plays. But they also had some different personnel back then. But that's the Seattle way. That's where Gus came from that. Gus came from Seattle where they'd play that cover three and rush with the four guys and get pressure. And now – and Todd Wash kind of learned at the foot of Gus. So – Where's what does Gus do in, in, with the Chargers now, Tony? Same thing. He, right. He's running his cover three, and they're good. They're good defensively. Right. So it, it's not a matter of scheme. It's a matter of players. You have to have your players. Well, so, you but, have to fit the scheme to the players that you have. So, okay. So what would you do with Chase on then? Would you stand well, him I, up? No, no, I mean, I, I'm not saying – I think – I mean, I worry about – like when I see him and Josh Allen out there together, which they – JP, I don't know how many snaps they did that together, but I saw it more and more against Miami. Yeah. And if you get a tight end to him, I mean, he's, I mean, he's not a big, he's not, he's an undersized, not undersized, but you know, in, if he's you a smaller tight, defensive end. Yeah, and if you're all tied into him, now all of a sudden he's getting doubled. I mean, it's just, it's a different game, and and I'm not saying he can't do it. Like I think he's super talented. I like him, but I just no preseason abbreviated camp and he's playing a position he did not play in college i mean jp you watched a lot of sec football he was a stand-up linebacker at uh, lsu was For he the not most part yes absolutely yeah well 
What was Josh Allen when he was at Kentucky? You stood up a little he, more than he put his hand down, I'll say okay, that. Okay, so why wouldn't you stand them both up then? And go to, and put three big guys inside and go to a more 3-4? My question with that would be, can Jack and, and Schobert hold up as inside backers in that style? But, Pete, but the Harbor, you can't do that during the middle of the season. You can't make that decision. I would have done it. I'll be honest with you. I probably would have thought about doing that before the season. Yeah, but here's the thing, Pete. You had no offseason. They had no offseason together. In a yeah, regular offseason, maybe, right? Since you're on the field with well, them. Wasn't, wasn't that the plan last year? That when, if Ngakwe well, that was the rumor. Up, that was the rumor. If Ngakwe had showed up normal uh, at the usual time, he, the, he and Josh Allen were going to stand up and they were going to play more of a 3-4 defense. Could you, play, could you play like the Broncos do with those two guys? Well, yeah, you can do anything you want. You got to put well, it in. Well, why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you? Because you have to put it in. Why didn't they put more of it in in the in the? In well, the maybe they didn't feel confident with a young football team making that many changes, and they had all the opt outs, and a bunch of changes going on. I mean, I could get it. It's hard. Wh who would you? I mean, if you had to play that way, you'd play what? Avery on the nose or Hamilton on the nose? Yep. You'd play Taven Bryan and Gostas. Yeah. The, you could do it. No, but it's a different scheme, Pete. You don't just know. Uh, you don't, you don't just wake up. Was... You don't wake wake up Monday morning and say, "Hey, we're gonna go for a fourth or fourth." <laughs> well, okay, but when you draft a two hundred and fifty pound stand up linebacker to go with your other two hundred sixty, two hundred fifty five pound stand up linebacker in April, you think about it. That's fair. Hmm. Interesting uh, offense. Now, of course, the uh, we, we touched on James Robinson. In the first hour of the program and, and how his start has been, it's historic is what it is. He's the, the, he has the most scrimmage yards of any undrafted player in league history through three games. And you can't ask much more of James Robinson. The quarterback play last week statistically was not there. But it's week three. We've got a long way to go, Pete. And this is a, a group that we saw flashes of what they could do earlier this season as an offense. We just got to see it a little more consistently. It, it, what's got to be frustrating to fans out there is one of the things that everybody talked about was if the offensive line gets better, then they'll be better. Well, the offensive line has been better up until late in the game when Cam Robinson went out the other day. Cam Robinson's played better than he's played at any point in his career. He's uh, played really well, by the way. Yeah, and I think the two guards are playing well. Uh, Linder Shatley, Linder wasn't playing to his level that you normally expect. Uh, but I thought Shatley did a good job stepping in and the right tackle up until late in the game last week had been pretty good. That line hadn't been an issue. And so I think they can get back to doing the things they need to do running the football. Um, and I think this is a Bengals team. Teams have run on the Bengals. I mean, you saw the Browns. The Browns gashed them for what, two hundred fifty yards that Thursday night game. Yeah, it was a uh, you know it was a track meet. Yeah, so I think you can run on them if you do have your uh, your your. Now the question is, is and I don't know what the injury report is, but back uh, for that game there was no Geno Atkins, no Mike, and no Daniels. Mike Daniels, right? And are so they yeah. are they back this week? I haven't seen any reports yet. Haven't either. Yeah, Too well, early. no, Too but. Early. I mean, Gino Atkins, different player in there. It's a different defense when he's in there. That's my point. If he's back, yeah. it would be, be much more difficult. Hey, Tony, what'd you make Even, of the? I'm um, sorry, Pete. What'd you make of the ejection of Cam Robinson? Do you see the replays? I thought it was bogus. 
I mean, first of all, he's on a bomb of a pile, diving, fighting for a ball. He has no idea who's on top of him. People are on top of him. I mean, you, you try to get up, pushing people around, and I mean, and it happened to be the official's arm. I, I just don't think if you're official, you throw the flag there. You give him a little bit of a, I mean, you have to understand the circumstances. It wasn't like Cam Robinson was purposely going after the official, which if you do and contact official in that way, you should be ejected. But in that circumstance, no. I thought it was a poor, I thought it was a really poor call. But the official overreacted. It did not take into account, you know, where they were, what was going on, um, fighting for the ball. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I thought it was really poor. I agree. I thought that was a terrible call. By the way, Daniels played against the Eagles, so he'll be in for sure. Um, I look at the official. He overreacted to something that he thought he saw and felt that wasn't there. And, it, and somebody should have stepped in and said, look, I saw it. It wasn't that bad. It, it just, you don't do that in that pile. You've been in a pile. You know what goes on in there. Guys are flailing and trying to get up and get out of there. That, that was a terrible call by the official, I thought. Yeah, unfortunate for the Jags, certainly for Cam Robinson. Uh, all right, let's come back. Uh, I, hope he, I, hope he, I hope he fights it. I hope he, goes, I hope he doesn't. I hope he's appealing it. Because that's he shouldn't. Uh, otherwise, it's a big. That's an expensive. Uh, it is expensive, expensive flag. Expensive fine. Uh, let's come back. Social media questions right around the corner. We still have to go around the AFC South, and we'll recap Week Three in the NFL. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Jaguars fans, let's tackle social injustice together on game days with Selfies for Change. Visit TIAABank.com slash Selfies for Change to take a virtual selfie with a Jaguars player and unlock a $5 donation to the Jaguars Foundation to help fight social injustice. Share your photo on Instagram or Twitter using hashtag Selfies for Change so more fans can be part of the movement. Join us on game days at TIAABank.com slash Selfies for Change. TIAA Bank is the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Slot right, blue 42, hot, hot. A great quarterback is a true leader with a work ethic that never wavers and a desire to win that is second to none. We know a truck like that. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling truck 43 years straight. With impressive towing and payload, Ford F-150 makes tough jobs look easy. Visit your local Ford dealer for great offers on F-150, official truck of the NFL. Based on 1977 to 2019 calendar year total sales. 
Aids, the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Rosselli, Pete Prisco. Week four, Jags and the Bengals coming up this Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium on the banks of the Ohio River. And we'll see if the Jaguars can do what they did last year up there. They went over 200 yards rushing last year in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Uh, by the way, we were mentioning the Cam Robinson ejection last week. According to the fine schedule, through the NFL operations website, the official site, the first offense fine for uh, against a game official physical contact with an official is thirty five thousand and ninety six dollars. Now, Ouch. by the way, I, if you watch the video, there were he, he one hand of one official and then a hand of another official. So I'm curious if it's one offense or two. I'm guessing it's one since it's one ejection. Uh, but a second offense would be $70,100 and change. Then he better keep his hands off the official. Yeah, I mean, that's, that <laughs> adds up quick. That is pricey, though, when you think about it. Thirty five grand. It is, according Tony. to the fine schedule, it's pretty much the uh, – it is tied with fighting for the most expensive first offense on the fine schedule in the entire season. Tony, you ever put your hands on, a, on an official? I don't know. Good question. Probably, like maybe, like maybe just to tap him or something and get his attention. Maybe you would have never tried to push an official or anything. No, 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 no. I mean, I got some fights. I mean, I'm sure I did. It's like you're fighting and officials trying to break it up. I'm sure you touch him by accident or bump him or whatever. Like throw him off of your yeah, yeah, elbow. Yeah, I'm sure. You <laughs> Forearm shiver. You'd have been about you probably would have been thirty five grand lighter a couple different times then. <laughs> like but but Pete, the rules were so much more lax back then. Like, they were. You could have almost thrown an official to the ground. <laughs> I mean it was so lax. I mean you like had to I mean to get kicked out, like it had to be like a closed punch to a player. Like you could I mean the things you used to get away with back in the day, huh? I mean, it's true. I told you that story. I was sitting around with some offensive linemen a couple of years ago out in uh, Arizona at Bentley's place out there. We were watching the Packers-Cowboys game from when Reggie White and Gilbert Brown and those guys were playing that Cowboys offensive line. Oh. They were the last <laughs> 10 plays the way those guys were going at each other. 
I mean, and they some of those guys might have got arrested for some of the stuff they did. It was oh. incredible. I mean, I, we used to get guys on the ground. If you got a guy on the ground, you would go after him diving forearm to head, face mask in their back. I mean, you were just like gouging them and then like just beating the hell out of them on the ground. And, and by the time you had played, it, the rules had calmed down a little bit since those rules. And even go back, as you go back a decade, each decade, the rules yeah. have gotten amazing. Yeah, the, but the Gilbert Brown, Eric Williams, that was about, that was right when I was coming in the league. So that's right like, when you were coming yeah, in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could do, I mean, you could, you could cut guys on the back of their legs. I mean, you could. I mean, there well, was. The Broncos, the Broncos used to end careers all the time, cutting guys on the back of their legs. Yeah. I mean, you just went after him. Brutal. Crazy. Brutal. Uh, let's get to social questions now. Tony's favorite segment. The uh, first question tonight from at Jacob Reinhardt 2. Was Thursday a fluke for Minshew, or have we seen his ceiling? Thanks. Love you guys. Um, I don't – a fluke? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's the question I have is – is what we saw in the first two weeks of the season, is that his ceiling? Is that like the best of Minshew? I hope not. I hope he can still get better. And I'm holding out like belief that he's going to get better throughout this season. So I'm going to say it's a fluke and we have not seen the ceiling. But that's a great question and we'll find out through the next 13 games. But how do you separate numbers from a ceiling? In, in other words, he's going to... His numbers were good last year, and his numbers so far pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. But has he been good? Has he been? You know what I mean, Tony? He, this is you got to divide them, take the numbers, and push them to the side sometimes, and just watch them to make your determination. The other day was not good. I don't care what his numbers were; it was not good. The Tennessee game, a lot of really good, some bad. The Indianapolis game, the numbers were good, but he didn't throw the ball down the field. He had 142 quarterback rating opening day. Was he 142 quarterback rated guy? No. No, he's not. And how many throws has he completed down the field? There was the I one, to, Ch- there mean, was the one to Chark for sure that got Chark hurt but, two but, weeks ago. Well, you have three games, and you can almost think about them on – off the top of your head without yeah. it, right? The chart. Well, many. yeah, but uh, Conley had a drop this week on the underthrown one. That would have been a big play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a lot. Right. See, so I, I think the answer to that question is Thursday might have been an aberration of some sorts, but I don't know where the ce- I don't know if the ceiling's that much higher than what we've seen already from him. And that's the scary part. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I, a- think, I think it goes back to the other thing. I mean, because he's still a young quarterback, so you want to give him time. But when I can't get over it, I'm not saying it's fair. And I can be this could be so wrong. Um, like when you think about where he is at his young quarterback, his numbers probably like Kyler Murray. Um, go back, you know, think of a guy like uh, I'm thinking of shorter guys like uh, uh, Russell Wilson early in his career. Um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Let's just yeah. just just take uh, Murray and Wilson, younger in their careers. Probably similar numbers. Minshew's numbers might be better, but don't you have? A, didn't you have a different feeling about Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray because of just the talent, the arm talent that they both have? Like they can right. just make throws that are unreal. Uh, and and, and Minshew's good at escaping, but he's not a runner. They were runners. They're both runners. 
like, but yeah, that's where I keep on getting stuck with Minshew mentally. Like I, and I go back and forth cause I wanted to be able to do it and I wanted to be the guy cause it'd be great. Um, but you knew that those guys, like, you know, my, Kyler Murray has a high ceiling because of his freakish athletic ability and the howitzer he has for a right arm. You knew that Russell Wilson had a huge, like, off-the-chart ceiling because of his freakish athlete and his, I mean, he has a gun and he is as accurate as any quarterback in the NFL. Like, so you knew, like, though, like if they could figure out the pace of, like, Russell Wilson's issue was pocket presence, work in the pocket, mm-hmm. not getting out too early. And, like, you felt like, hey, give him time. He'll figure that out. Um, and when you think about Minshew, what is, like, what, like, what does he do exceptional? Like, like, he is, like, he has moxie, he has composure, he has that kind of it factor, all very important. But it's not like he's a top-level athlete, does not have a big arm. And so those are always things that you're going, he's going to have to work around. Here's all you have to do is look at the game this week. And look at the two quarterbacks. You know, looking at Joe Burrow, they have their guy. You know it. Like three games, Tony, three. But you know, and you're going to... You okay, let me ask you a question. Do you know that Arizona has their guy in Kyler Murray? Murray? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I think you're right, too. I, 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 yeah. I tend to agree there. Yeah, you do. do you, but that's why, I mean, this game is a perfect example. He's played more games than Joe Burrow, many more games. But you know with Joe Burrow, you don't know with him yet. Well, and like, it's funny, Pete, if you go, like, if you go over the last three years of young quarterbacks, like Baker Mayfield, do you know he's the guy? I don't. No. Um, Lamar Josh Jackson? Allen? Josh Allen, you do. No, you do. Uh, Lamar Jackson? Yes. yes. Um, Mahomes, obviously, yes. Um, Kyle Murray, Sam Darnold. Darnold, no, no, I don't. You don't. No, you don't. And he's an SC guy. I want to say yes, but I don't. But I mean, could you? I mean, that team is terrible. It's it's unfair to him. But again, <laughs> if you put Mahomes as is with the Jets, would would you know that Mahomes was the guy? I don't know. That's hard. They're so bad, yeah. Pete. Uh, they're awful. Oof. Yeah. And if tough. you look at Darnold, he has a spe- he has arm talent and he's had moments like last year where he was good at the end of last season yeah six and two so it's it's, it's a hard position to make judgments on and that's where is I think- Carson Wentz the guy oh wow that's a great question Pete I haven't watched any Eagles games he's been awful Tony awful yeah Oof. before he took his knee he was MVP guy yeah but we'll, we'll bury guys quick and we'll anoint guys quick I mean, we we. I mean, we all. Cam Newton, we thought was done, was never going to play football. We were quarterback at a high level again, and he goes to New England. And he's getting paid a million dollars, <laughs> and they're they're going to compete. They're going to go to the playoffs probably, and they're going to give the Bills a run for their money in the East. I think the Bills are better, but it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great. Well, he went race. through the Bella. He went through the Belichick car, car wash. wash. Yeah. You know, washes all the stink off you when you get there. <laughs> Our next question at Meadow World Crazy. How will the Jaguars defense be able to stop Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Nick Foles? Okay, first of all, take Nick Foles out of that. Like, you can't put him in the same category as those other guys. He looked like yeah, yesterday. That's, uh, okay. <laughs> he, he, he didn't even complete 60% of his passes yesterday. Stop um, No, I think they're going to have a hard time. Like yeah. Deshaun Watson isn't playing that well right now as I watch the tape. 
Um, I haven't seen no, Stafford this year, but Stafford he played well yesterday. Yeah, put that back up. Um, Roethlisberger's playing well. Um, Rogers is playing great. Rogers Lamar is a freak. Lamar Jackson is unreal. Yeah, that's a it's a. Here's here's the advice that's I would a give. Tough one. If if you're playing in fantasy, make sure you play those quarterbacks that oh, week. Oh come on, <laughs> you're you're terrible. <laughs> well, you want to win your fantasy league? That's your fantasy advice. Hey, go back over that list. And I can't I'm, see yeah, it. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. So Joe Burrow. I don't know, but I sure as hell don't see eleven coming out of that list. So Joe Pete, Burrow of those quarterbacks that you see right there that are up. Who um. Which of the which which one which of those quarterbacks will the Jaguars beat? I think they'll beat Watson. Watson once. Okay, they'll beat Watson once. They might beat Burrow. They are beaten. Hmm. With that defense, they beat the rest of them. Matt, one thing about Matt Stafford, his team might stink, but he sling he slings it around now. Well, I mean, but that's you have to take the team. So you don't think they'll beat the Lions? No, I don't. Okay, of this grouping in here, okay, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Where are you getting eleven wins at? Well, I mean, who are they beat? Who are they beating out of that group? Burrow. Uh, okay, you, we'll just There's say I, I don't. Burrow. Foles. Okay. Foles. There's two. Um, and Watson twice. That's four. <laughs> You're dreaming. And, Sta- and when, Stafford. And Stafford. It's five. <laughs> when they play, when they play, and we, always, and, we, and, we, and we always beat them Steelers. That's six. <laughs> when they play Foles, all you have to do is yell to them, hey, Nick. You're starting. Remember, you're starting. You're not a backup <laughs> anymore. You're starting. <laughs> Oh. I said that today, the other day. They, I did a hit the other day on that on art stuff, and they said if I was Matt Nagy, I'd make Trubisky play the first place so Foles could come off the bench. <laughs> He's more comfortable. <laughs> it's hard to argue. That, it's by really that. hard to argue. <laughs> Our next question at sick with it ninety eight is Taven a bust? Why won't they sign a free agent to help? Alden Smith was signed off the street and leads the NFL in sacks, so the narrative that there's no one available to help is false. Well, wait a second. The, the Alden Smith thing is unique. I mean, the guy was out of the league. I mean, it's a great story. And he actually ran into Mike McCarthy in the offseason. And that thing was broke. I mean, and so, like, take that. I mean, that's. that's yeah, you never, can't. Can't count that on that. It never happened. Um, By the way, he, a, isn't fill, he isn't filling a role that they really. I mean, they have two supposed pass rushers that they build around here. They need big bodies. If you're going to. You're going to kill Taven. You're not going to replace him with Alden Smith. No. It's not the same. They don't play the same position. Is Taven a bust? No. Is he serviceable? Yes. Is he anything more? No. So you're saying he's not a bust for a first rounder? Well, I mean, yeah, considering he was picked ahead of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that is amazing when you think about that. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson is arguably, you know, in quarterback, where would you put Lamar Jackson ranking him in quarterbacks today? Top five? Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> they passed on. They can watch the game tonight. They passed on Mahomes for Leonard Fournette. They passed on Lamar Jackson for Taven Bryan. 
That, that just that hurts my feelings. <laughs> You're going to be doing the game tonight. Yeah, you'll be there yeah. front and there, center, Tony. You can sit there the entire time thinking about what could have been. Yeah, the Lamar Jackson one. For, uh, the Taven, I mean, uh, the uh, Mahomes, I, I don't like any of those. But, like, I remember sitting there at that draft, and we were talking, like, Lamar's on the table still. I mean, he's still there on the board. I mean, you can go get him. And uh, obviously they didn't, and the Ravens did, and everyone in Baltimore is happy. But, he, but nobody he thought watched, he was going to be as good well, as he is now. But, Pete, I disagree with that. I think people like knew he's a. I remember watching him in college. He's a freakish. He's a freak when it comes to athletic yes, ability. Absolutely. Like you watch him, like it's unbelievable watching him against NFL players. Uh, how he makes them look, and now you know what he's doing in the pocket. He's standing there slinging it. And and everybody in the Ravens organization says first one in, last one out. So he's working his butt off to get better, and he's I, become I better him. in the pocket. He's yeah. become better. I give him all the credit in the world. I didn't think he'd be as good as he is. He is really good. Our next question so is from Taven about the only reason I mean Taven, you know, he's still young. It's probably early to say he's bust, picked in the twenties. But is he a first, is he giving you first round production right now? No. But but I'm gonna reference a guy that was picked in the twenties that played for you guys. Ronaldo Wynn was picked in the twenties. Is he as good as Ronaldo Wynn? It's hard to say because Ronaldo's on some good teams, good defenses, so would you, he I, wasn't as good. He wasn't as good. Yeah, as I don't think so. Ronaldo, no. yeah. No. Our next question so, from at the Josh Hampton is now the time to pay DJ Chark, realizing how important he is to our offense. Well, they're going to pay him eventually anyways. So. Yeah, no, I pay him at the end of the year, not during yeah. the third year. Yeah. I pay him at the end of the year when he has one year left. Yeah, you can't yeah. before the third year's over anyway, but yeah. He's going to yeah, get paid. So, He's going to get a new contract. That's not yeah, an issue. He's a, build, he's a building block. You pay building block. That's right. I agree. Simple enough. And the final question from at Stu underscore Witters. Real talk, chaps. If we lose to the Bengals this weekend, are we done for the season? Done? No. Yeah, what does he mean? I don't even know what that means. What does he, he mean games done? Left. What, what, if you run, what if you run off 12 in a row? He's not like you talking about the playoffs, is he? I don't I mean, know. They, they were done know. before they kicked the ball off an opening week. Oh, stop. Wow, it, Pete. No, Come on. they just, well, they, they're not a good team, and that's okay. What is wrong it's with It's not that? okay, first of all. It's right. not we're okay trying to win to games, not, Pete. It's not, it's it's not okay. It's actually not okay at all. Listen, but Pete just said, it's okay you lose. It's okay you stay. Well, you're building something. Participation yeah, trophies some. for Pete. That's great. You can get no. orange orange slices at halftime. Everyone gets a uh, everyone gets a trophy. We're going for pizza, pizza See, after you, the game. You could have you should have kept a bunch of the veterans around. You could have went seven and nine maybe, and and you've been happy, been stuck in purgatory forever. It's better to lose games than get out of. Purgatory. Okay, wait a second. What veteran would you have kept that would have added anyone would, to the roster game? I wouldn't have kept any of them. Calais maybe. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. But. I'm saying, why not just realize this season is what it is? It's about developing for next season. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, it it's, yeah, it's week it four. It yeah, is. it is. It is when you peg him to win eleven. <laughs> no, it's not the reason. It is when it's only week four. It is when you like. That's what the season is before they kicked off. They're building for something else. And what you thought this team has constructed wasn't winning. It's not winning. What if they're two and one right now, Pete? Even if that's true, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not know, even October yet. Facts. 
What'd you say, JP? It's not even October yet. It's September 28th. You already, I mean, they got a whole season left. They got a season to no, build but, for next but year. What Pete, but Pete is saying, JP, and, and he might be right. Pete is saying they have zero chance of doing anything productive from the win-loss column this year. And so the whole focus should not be whether you win or lose, is are your young players getting better? Correct. That's what Pete believes. Okay. Right. Because then you go into and, next year, you got a ton of draft and, capital. But and, it only matters. And you have money. That only works, Pete, if Gardner Minshew's the guy. Because if he's not the guy and you don't get a top pick, then you are literally trying to go chase a quarterback and figure out how to, you know, build build a build a winning team that is sustainable well, and get, consistent. You only got one so far, so you're still in the running. <laughs> we'll come back. Right, Thank so that, you for the so social that, questions. That makes sense. Your, your idea, Pete, makes sense if Gardner Minshew is the guy. No, it makes sense if you had the first overall pick, too. Well, yeah, but there's only one team that gets that. Right now, the Jets are a runaway for it. Yeah, but they'll fluke into a win or two. <laughs> Might not be saying? 11. <laughs> what? I'm not saying they're going to win one, but it wouldn't be a bad thing. All right, let's come back. Social questions were a hit tonight. Thank you for your submissions well, today. I mean, wait, JP, real quick. What? Would what? you rather win one game and get Trevor Lawrence or win four and not get him? Win one. Yeah. Of course. One. But it's week four. A lot of football. Hey, Somebody's missing, got to be a realist. JP, you're missing the point. Pete is I, he I, is signed off on I the fact get that the team is not going to win more I, than five games. I understand. I understand. Uh, back in a moment. I don't agree, but I understand. Uh, we'll go around the AFC South. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better better convenience so members can bank any way they want whether it's at a branch on a mobile device or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America we believe that people have better things to do with their time if you believe that convenience is better join ViStar we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. 
Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jaguars fans, game day is back, and while it might look a little different this year, the good times, smooth drinks, and tailgate excitement will never change when you're cheering on the Jags with Jameson. So pull up a seat, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger, and lime, and enjoy game day with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Oi. Bonjour. Xin chào. Dobry den. Que finançat con? Como te podemos ayudar? If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. Here for all. Jacksonville. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. A reminder that award-winning singer, songwriter, and producer John Party will headline the first-ever live drive-in concert experience in Jacksonville. It'll take place in Lot J. Two dates on the calendar now, Friday, October 9th, and Saturday, October 10th. Visit dailiesplace.com or a Ticketmaster and a maximum capacity of uh, limited to the number of seat belts per vehicles. Tickets will be available to purchase per car. So, Tony, nobody in the trunk for this concert, okay? Tony's not with us. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Briscoe. There you are. No, nobody He's in the there. trunk. We're here. We're here. What do you, do you just drive up and sit in your car? Yes. Or just right outside. You can you can put chairs outside of the car, but you're distance. You know, what if you have like a pickup truck? Are you sit in the back of the pickup truck? I think so. I think so. Have you ever gone to a drive-in movie, Tony? Yeah, I have when I was a kid. Yeah, you used to sneak in about eight friends, right? You put them in the trunk. Yeah, can't do that. I'm not. I'm not dishonest like you, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Did it? it. Or better yet, I'm not even going to say this. (laughs) What? What? What, Pete? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know, they used to show X-rated movies on the drive-in. No, they did not. Yeah, they had one down in Fort Lauderdale. It was called, I think it was the Thunderbird Drive-In Movie Theater or whatever. People will know this. And they'd have one one or two screens had X-rated movies on them. So you'd pay to go to the other one when you were like 16 and you'd drive the car home. (laughs) (laughs) You You were so bad. You were so bad. Terrible. <laughs> Don't say you never did anything like that either, Baselli. Stop lying. No. Right. No. Let's go around the AFC South quickly. <laughs> uh, we'll move along from that one. Uh, the Houston Texans lost to the Steelers 28-21. They had a halftime lead, and they were shut out in the second half. 
They're now 0 and 3. Brutal. Yeah, I don't good. Think, yeah, they're I don't think they're very good. I mean, they, and they couldn't stop the run in the second half. I mean, they got beat up defensively. Um, the Steelers ran the ball right at them. And they didn't get much of a pass rush against Ben in the second half. And offensively, they just don't look right. I mean, tell me who scares you on that offense. Well, here's the other thing. What do they do well? They don't run it well. Flames can throw it well, but he holds the ball too long. The offensive line isn't good. They don't rush the passer very well. They aren't playing well. And the secondary is not good. Other than that, what do they do well? I don't think that's a good team. No. Hmm. I think it's uh... Eight yeah, and eight I team mean, at best, at best eight and eight team. So eight and eight. So you think they go eight and five the rest of the way? No, I mean, they're, I, they're I probably a think... seven and nine team. Yeah. Wow. wow. The uh, Colts. They got Green Bay in a couple weeks too. Their schedule oh, is brutal. Boy. Yeah. The uh, Colts knocked off the Jets 36-7. Phillip Rivers surpassed 400 career touchdowns in the win. They've won two straight after the loss to the Jags, Pete. That shouldn't count. I mean, the Jets are terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, they did dominate them, though. I mean, it was like it was it was never in doubt. Here's the, and That's what you're supposed to do against bad teams. You're supposed to put the game away. Here's the other thing about the Colts. They're going to look back after the season's over and go, how in the hell did we lose that opener? How? Phil Rivers throwing bad balls. Yeah. Stopped on a fourth down when they should have kicked the field goal to make it 10 nothing. That That's a bad start, too. Yeah. And the Tennessee Titans knocked off the Vikings 31-30. Gaskowski hit six field goals, including the game winner late. And every Titans win has been because of a Gaskowski game winner. The best is they were going to cut Gaskowski after the first half of the opening night <laughs> game against the Broncos. And now he has three game winners. I but mean, they got they have defensive issues. Oh, I they're mean, not they're good defensively. They're, they have no, no one who scares you. Nobody. 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 And I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook went for a buck eighty. They lost. <laughs> Think about that. Buck eighty. The Justin Jefferson, the rookie, was going wild yesterday. They're not good on defense. They're no, they can't. They can't rush the passer. No. But offensively, their offensive line's not playing that well either. Taylor Lewan got hurt. I don't know what his status is going to be, but yeah, he, Derrick Henry and Panny Hill, and they got they got weapons outside. Remember, forever it was a team who had no receivers, right. just yeah. you know, yeah. they could just run the ball. They're doing this without AJ Brown. They got AJ Brown back. AJ Brown, uh, Davis, Corey Davis, and then Shanu with the uh, little John U. Smith, John U. Smith, John U. Smith, and yeah. Adam Humphreys working the slot, yeah. and they're good. Yep. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad they're not like the old Titans, where they were physical on both lines of scrimmage and dominated that way. They'd be the best team in the NFL, probably. All right, guys, quickly power rankings in the AFC South. Tony, um, I'm going to go. Uh, you got to go Titans. They're undefeated. You got to go them one. Uh, I'm going Jags too. Um, <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Colts. Stay, stay strong, Tony. One in fifteen, and he keeps saying that. Well, they beat the Colts until they, they beat the Colts. Don't Colts they play the Colts three. the last week of the season? Yes. Colts. <laughs> Colts three because they beat the Jets. It doesn't count. And the Texans are uh, fourth because they haven't won a game. Well, the one in I'll have the one in fourteen Jaguars ahead of the Colts because they beat them in week one. <laughs> Uh, I'll have the. I think right now the Colts are the best team, but I'll put the Titans ahead of them. They've earned it. Titans one, Colts two, 
Texans three, Jaguars. What? <laughs> what is that? Wow! This is terrible. <laughs> it's factual is what it is. You're they a let hater, you write man. for a national uh, organization. <laughs> yeah, if I put you, if we just could strap you in every to a lie detector, <laughs> every show, that thing would have enough circuits to put the electricity on for about? Duval, Duval oh, County. And, crazy. And light it up, light up Duval. The bridges would light up everything. You'd be no. <laughs> yes. No. You don't believe anything you say. <sighs> That's not true. I believe everything I say. <laughs> JP? Uh, what, okay. Pete? <laughs> I'll say this. Probably a little bit teal-colored glasses putting them ahead of the Colts. If I was being completely honest in the power rankings, I'd go Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. I really think they're better than the Texans. I think the Texans are so bad. Mm, it's close, but no. Of course, the division standings, Tennessee, Indy, Jacksonville, Houston. Those are the ones that really matter. The AFC South standings through week three. Let's come back and we'll go around the rest of the National Football League and recap all the games. And we'll preview Monday night football. Tony has the call tonight in Baltimore. A big ball game tonight of great quarterbacks. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity this is Chantel baker fiance of dj chark enter for your chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience with the jaguars imagine being selected as a jaguar for the day with prizes including the opportunity to test your skills with the jaguars team trainer personalized jaguars jersey club level tickets to a jaguars home game and more look for details at Publix where you can pick up all your game day needs including tide bounty and crest tackle everything in one stop available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission, we're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment 
is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Now more than ever, the Jaguars want to recognize our fans in everything you do to make football, well, football. As part of the NFL Fan of the Year contest, the Jaguars are searching for one extraordinary Jaguars fan whose positive influence inspires others in Northeast Florida through their love of the game. You can win a trip to Super Bowl 55. Visit NFL.com slash Fan of the Year now to nominate yourself or others for a chance to win. Welcome back. Coming down the home stretch on Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Jags and the Bengals coming up this Sunday. Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, the site for that one. Uh, let's go around the National Football League and, and recap the week three games. And first off, as we touched on briefly earlier, a bunch of former Jaguars had pretty good days yesterday, Pete. Um, Nick Foles, Lazard. Mercedes Lewis, I think, scored a touchdown. He Deshaun, did. Deshaun Gibson had an interception to see all game. He did. That's a, that's a long list. I don't even think – I think I've probably left one or two off. Yeah, but which one of those guys would help right now? Mercedes Lewis. Blocking. Yep. But that's still a mystery to me why they ever got rid of him. I mean, it costs like $3 million bucks a year, $4 million bucks a year. But Alan Lazard – when he was in, when he was coming out of Iowa State, I actually put him on a list of guys that I like better than the scouts that I do every year. But I, I thought he would have to add weight and become a move tight end. So I kind of got it right, but I got it wrong too. <laughs> he's he's look he's done he looks good. But, but Pete, how much of that is Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback? I mean, is he doing that here? Good question. Probably not. But you know what? He actually showed some ability to run a little bit last night. You saw it. He did. Well, he and I don't know if you saw Rogers' post-game interview after the game. He said, look, they were doubling to the side of Valdez-Scantling, and that left the kid in one-on-one opportunities. He took advantage of them. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the games. The Bears rallied. Nick Foles rallied the Bears in the fourth quarter. Another crushing defeat for the Falcons, and Dan Quinn's seat is red hot after a 30-26 to Bears win over the Falcons, Pete. Oh, he's in trouble. I mean, how long do you keep them? How can you? They're the first team ever to blow 15-point leads in the fourth quarter, back-to-back weeks. I mean, that's – how can you keep them? He'll, he'll make it to the when's, – when's their bye week? He better like, – because I don't think you fire him until the bye week. And what he better hope is he has about four more weeks of the bye week and they run four off in a row and they're four and three at the bye week. Otherwise, he's going to get fired. Bye week well, is week those, 10. Week 10. You think, he makes it, you think he makes it to week 10? Here's the here's the schedule coming up, by the way, for Atlanta. At yeah, the Packers, home question. against the Panthers, at the Vikings, home against the Lions, at the Panthers, uh, and then the Broncos. They could win They could win four yeah, of those I, games, five I, of those yeah, games. Outside, outside the Packers, that's, that's not could, a tough but, schedule. But the Packers is this week. That means they go to 0-4. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> might, he might not make it home after that one. And then they'll make a change, and then they'll play those bad teams, and, and who Raheem Morris will be the coach, probably. Yeah, but Pete, let's be clear. Who, who are their losses to so far to start of the season? Seahawks. They're blown out by Seattle. Se- Seattle. No, yeah, at home. Yep. Saints. Yep. I mean, no, not the Saints. The Cowboys. Yep. Cowboys, they should have won. 
And then the Bears. The Bears. Bears are the worst. The Bears are the worst three and O team in the history of the NFL. You don't believe in Nick Foles? <laughs> I don't believe in the Bears. I don't believe in the Bears either. The Bills, you better believe in Buffalo. They knocked off the Rams 35-32. Josh Allen had the game-winning drive. They lost the lead, but uh, this guy's MVP material. You weren't lying, Pete. I worry about their defense a little bit. It wasn't good yesterday, and that's all. And no, I think the Rams are great at scheming guys open and, and with all those misdirection boots and all that, but they were not good. Uh, but Josh Allen is. And that offense is fun to watch because he's driving. He's averaging nine yards of completion, I think it is. He's driving the ball. They, let's be clear, though. They got a break. That was not pass interference. Well, let's be clear. There was an interception earlier in the game that wasn't an interception that turned the game around. It was dual possession. They called it a pick, and it shouldn't have been a pick. Listen, he defended Terrible. his guy. Tony's defending his guy there. Let him, I know. Let Sorry. Be. I got to be careful. Careful. Say anything about the Bills. Or Josh Allen, he comes out. No, it just I, I'm a, believe me. I'll critique calls all the all, just like you guys. I thought the pass interference call was debatable at best. All right, let's get through the rest of these games quickly. <laughs> it was debatable. That's so, so, well, so funny. You know, they went to the booth and the and the fit, and what's his name? I think it was um, Steratore. No, it wasn't Steratore. One of those guys said it was um, it was holding because he carried him past the line of scrimmage for three. I, I would have been fine with holding. Yeah, well, yeah. that would have given him first down anyways. Yep. Nick Chubb ran for 108 and two touchdowns for the Browns. They beat Washington 34 to 20. Rex Burkhead had a Nick, big game for the Patriots. Yes. Nick Nick Chubb is the most underappreciated, underrated running back in the NFL. He might be the best pure running back in the entire league. And yet they give carries to Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, the Patriots are amazing. It's an amazing coaching staff, an amazing team. I thought they'd be awful on defense. Awful. Done a great job. And Josh McDaniels is a great play caller. Niners over the Giants. New York stinks so far. The Bengals and Eagles in an overtime tie, 23-23. As we mentioned, Burrow sacked eight times and hit 18 times in the game. Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson combined for seven of those hits, by the way. Uh, the Panthers over the Chargers. Teddy Bridgewater efficient in the game, 22-28 passing. A lot of inter- four turnovers by the Chargers. Uh, Herbert's going to be good, but um, a little reckless with the ball yesterday. Yeah, but he got him back in, and they, if they hit the hook and lateral at the end of the game, they win it. Did you see they it? win it. It yeah. was there. It was there. Lions over the Cardinals. Seven lead changes in this game. The Lions win on the last second field goal. Bad Man. loss for the Cardinals. You're supposed to win that game. If you're going to be a really good team, you got to win that game. The Buccaneers over the Broncos, 28-10. Brady threw three touchdowns, two of those to Mike Evans, both one-yard scores early in the game. The Seahawks beat the Cowboys in a late touchdown pass from Wilson to Metcalf. And, of course, Russell last... Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL. I know Pete's going to say Aaron Rodgers. It's close. No. He's going to say Josh Allen. He's going to say Josh Allen. That's his guy. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes is the best quarterback. No, the best quarterback, quarterback right now. This is, I'm not saying the guy oh. – right. I'm not saying the guy I would pick. I would pick Mahomes right now for the long right. term. I'm saying playing the best. Right now, there's no one better than Russell Wilson. A close second is Aaron Rodgers. But those two are head and shoulders above everyone else. For the way they're playing right now. Okay, but after tonight when Mahomes throws for 440 (laughs) and four scores, you're going to change your tune. I don't know. Russell Wilson right now is amazing. And he has to be. That's what somebody asked me. He said he threw 14 touchdown passes already in three games. I go, defense keeps playing the same way. He's going to have to throw 60. Yep. The uh, of course the Packers, 
The Packers beat the Saints 37-30. Rodgers, hard count on the road, something to watch all season long now without any fans on the road. He can do it everywhere. Yeah, but the guy, the guy he's throwing bombs and lasers off, right. flicking his wrist for 65 yards to Alan Lazar. Just think about that. The big play is a 65-yard wrist flick to Alan Lazar. Come on. He can, <laughs> he, everybody said he was washed up. It was the biggest joke leading into the season. Who said everyone? Everybody, Tony, apparently. Tony, there were there were a lot of people who said he was this washed up. Pete, I mean, JP, this is another one where Pete got right, so he wants to make sure everyone else was against him. He no. got right. That's right. Well, you heard it. You clearly heard the talk that he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, I heard that, but I mean, I, washed up, I never quite heard. And the best one is they drafted Jordan Love, and so he's playing with fire this year, and then he wasn't playing with fire last year. Come on, give me a break. Time for Monday Night Football. It's the best matchup of week three and a battle of two of the best young quarterbacks in football. Patrick Mahomes and the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs meet the defending MVP Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams 2-0. Who you got on the Inner Harbor tonight, Tony? Well, interesting. Lamar Jackson is 21-3 in the regular season as a starter. He has three losses. You know who those three losses are against? Patrick Mahomes twice, Cleveland Browns once, and Patrick Mahomes twice. Pick it quickly, um, 20 seconds. So I'll say this, but the Ravens are going to win tonight because they're going to rush for 685 yards against Whoa. that Chiefs defense. Mahomes might throw 18 touchdowns, but it's not going to be enough because the Chiefs defense is bad. He's going to throw 15, and they're going to win the game in a high-scoring <laughs> game. I'll take the Chiefs. Have a great call, Tony. Pete, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks to our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.